Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, dude. The 90s called. With Christine Taylor and David Lasher. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Hey, Dude. The 90s called podcast. I hope you had a great holiday. I'm David. Hi, David. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy and healthy New Year. And welcome back. I'm Christine, and we are in a a new year of 2024, a new year of our podcast with a really fun way to launch 2024 for us. I mean, definitely for us as... um, these are more Hey Dude co-workers. I know, but I just, I want our listeners to understand the magnitude of these two guests, <laughs> Graham Yost and David Brisbane. Like, I don't know, there were a lot of Nickelodeon shows, but the talent that we were surrounded by is specifically Graham and David. Was, I mean, David Brisbane is probably still the, the greatest comedic actor I've ever <laughs> worked with. And Graham could be the the most accomplished writer that we've ever worked with. And I mean, yeah, we, 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 we always talk about this, that we were all sort of at the beginning. I mean, Graham and David had already worked right. in, in Hollywood more than we had, but still, it was still like this sort of launching period in our careers. And 
regardless of what age we were all at, I, you know, none of us knew what the future was going to be. So we just were enjoying each other and we knew we just, I just remember us all laughing. So particularly Dave Brisbane and Graham, their friendship, they as like sort of the adult, so to speak, the adults in the room, (laughs) the the adults in the room, um, they, they're, they're, relationship, their sense of humor, their sensibility. I, I feel like we were so lucky to witness and I know that they've stayed great friends and, but it's been forever since we have all talked. It was our reunion, right? It was our, um, yeah, well, Graham was with us in Austin and yes, we had so a great, was Dave. so was Dave. <laughs> oh my God. This is why David and I co-host the podcast, because the things that David forgets, I remember. <laughs> the things that I forget, uh, yeah, David I hope remembers. I, I help you out too. <laughs> the only person who was not there was Kelly. Kelly was not able to make it. Right. But right, we had everyone right. else. Um, but yeah, this is very special. And I know Dave does not, he's not a, a techno, he, he, can, he didn't even know, I, re- I remember when we talked to him about this, he didn't even know that you didn't have to be in person to do a podcast. <laughs> I know. And I was I told like, Dave, this is the easiest thing possible. You don't even have to, you don't have to see us just on a screen. You have to see us. <laughs> oh man. I have so much to ask both of these guys. I'm sure you do too, but uh, should we welcome them in? Yeah. I think we have Graham as we're working on Dave, but yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Graham Yos, welcome to our show. Thank you for coming. David Lasher with a little bit of gray in the beard. Oh, my God, time. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, dude, all of us. Look Where's at you. I, He is working on the Zoom link. He is having some Zoom link issues. Okay. Um, Happy New Year. This is yes. the greatest New Year's gift you could ever give us. I'm so happy to finally <laughs> get on to this. Yeah, we missed you last time. You know, we, we launched the show with the Hey Dude reunion. Christine and I were in New York together with Kelly and, and John. And, uh, yeah, we're so happy to have you here, man. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa joined us from okay. rem- remotely, right. remotely as a, you know, we needed an adult to sort of, you know, <laughs> as right. we always did. Yeah, at least one writer. I think there's one a WPA thing now that you have to have one writer in these podcasts. <laughs> um, Graham, first of all, David and I, before we, before you came in, we were just talking about the fact that this was sort of the beginning of all of our careers. Like even if, even if everybody had been working a little bit here and there, this was like, like a sort of, you know, moment in time. None of us knew really what was happening. We didn't know what (laughs) this show was going to (laughs) be. We didn't know what we were doing, but we had so much fun. What, where were you at? I want to hear from the beginning, like what, when you got the phone call to do this, how, how did that all come about for you? I was living in New York and I, a dear friend of mine was playing on the Doubleday uh, Publishing Company's softball team. And I went to watch one of his games and there was a very cute young woman there. And I started chatting with her and we arranged to go to a meeting. And then my friend says, you know, I think she's living with someone. It's like, I said, Doreen, I hear it. She said, yeah, yeah, no, we're, we're getting married next year. That doesn't mean I can't go to a movie with a guy. So <laughs> I finally met her, uh, her, her boyfriend and eventual husband. And I was at their wedding on the circle line going around Manhattan. And he was Michael Comet and he was editing for Nickelodeon. He was doing some stuff. 
And he said, um, I think they're doing something that might need a writer. And I went in and it was this silly thing uh, called Turkey TV, where they took old archival free documentary stuff and just we wrote jokes around that. And so then they had a little money, Jeff Darby. He had a little, and I was working with Adam Bernstein. If you don't know Adam, he went on to direct pilots for like Scrubs and he wrote, worked, directed for years on Oz. And he just did four uh, episodes of the first season of Silo. Um, great director. And, but at that point, we're all nothing. And uh, we wrote a pilot together. Um, Darby liked it, but they weren't going forward. And then, hey, you know, we're doing this other show. We're doing this show called Hey Dude. Would you be interested in being a writer on that? And I'd say, yes. Is it paid? Would I be paid to be a writer? <laughs> yes, I would be very interested in that. And I never met Dila Duke at all, ever. Um, we I, we never met Dila Duke. Yeah, what well, Dila Duke was the creator of Hey Dude, right? Yes, never met her. I don't know. To me, <laughs> to this day, to this day, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, by the way, I just recently uh, exchanged emails with Brown Brown Johnson, who was oh, our, my our Nickelodeon guru at the time, uh, with Darby and and everyone, and and she uh, she's retired, living out on the the North shore up by shelter Island and in on long Island and uh, doing great. Her daughter. Do you remember her little daughter who would visit the set? Yes. Yeah. 38 years old, living in <sighs> Paris, living a good life, making music and all sorts of podcast stuff. But anyway, um, so I got pulled into that. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> let me just uh, explain to our listeners that on the Hey Dude set, we were surrounded by some spectacular talent including our two guests today, Graham and, and David Brisbane. And we were a bunch of young kids, right, who didn't really understand what it was, but you guys taught us so much about... Well, we, we didn't know what we were doing either. <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, you were young we were, too. We were just older. I mean, it was like, I, I say to people that working on, on Hey Dude was like writer's boot camp. You know, right. it was sort of, we could do all the classics. Oh, the two characters that the boy and girl who like each other, but won't admit they like each other. They get handcuffed together and they lose the key, right? Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> um, the, the ranch owner gets hit on the head, gets amnesia, thinks he's a teenager again. We can do that one. We can Classic. do all the classics. And then, and there are water troughs. <laughs> yeah, Graham, we remember the water truck. Listen, I, I got to ask you this. You, you were um, a slapstick comedy writer and you loved, you know, the, the stories were so well structured, but you loved a good pratfall more than anyone I've ever known. And then I would have thought that you would have gone on to be a great comedy writer. And and <laughs> you, you're one of the greatest drama writers in the world. I, like, how, how did you pivot from that? I, uh, I honestly, I, I always wanted to do both. And I loved working in comedy and my first job after Hey Dude. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this. First of all, I mean, we do what 65 episodes of Hey Dude. I think I'm, you know, I sort of run the last 40 episodes of them and, you know, mm -hmm. working with Lisa and and other writers and and i'm thinking oh you know nickelodeon's gonna make me this big sweet deal to develop things nothing crickets so i'm all i'm all, <laughs> all of us all of us crickets. i know everyone it was just crickets it's goodbye. like goodbye thank goodbye, you sunset so long um it's a little wild a little strange so then um i had nothing to do and um malamud and i decided we would write spec half hours and try and get work 
So I went over to Malamud's and she got Lisa Malamud, who's one of the great writers on the show. She's the best. Uh, I, yep. I think she came in through Alan. I think she came in through Alan Goodman. Alan Goodman was the original showrunner on the show. Right. Head writer. We didn't even know what a showrunner was. There was no such thing. He was head writer. <laughs> head and, writer. And then he passed me the pen for the second block when we were doing the next 30 episodes or whatever. But um, Lisa and I went to her, you know, West Side L.A. apartment and watched episodes of Roseanne that we got on videotape, you know, that someone had taped off the air and uh, Murphy Brown. And I decided I'd write a Murphy Brown and a Roseanne and uh, did that. And they weren't bad. And I had a friend who was just becoming an agent at ICM. And she said, I think I can get you work with this, but this is February. There's no, no one staffing until May. And she said, I got nothing for you to do. And I said, okay, well, I had this idea for, and this is, you know, I had this idea for a feature about a bus with a bomb on it and it can't drop below 50 miles an hour. I swear to God. I mean, although initially it was like 20 miles an hour and the original title was minimum speed. And then I realized you never put the word minimum in a title. Um, and oh, it was going to be called minimum speed. Minimum by the speed way. was 20 miles an hour. And uh, we're talking about the movie Speed. Yeah, which Graham wrote and speed and that, too, and that changed my life. So I had, I had, I wrote that, and then that started to go around the town, and I got my first job. in I was going to be a comedy writer. I got a job on on uh, Full House. Um, no way. Yeah, yeah. I worked on Full House for nine and a half weeks, and and I say that because I was on a ten week probation. I thought they were going to fire me, and I quit before they could fire me. I later talked to the showrunners like twenty years later, and I said. We weren't going to fire you. We didn't fire anyone. <laughs> but um, it was uh, it was a great and miserable experience. Um, and then Speed sold. The two days after I quit um, Full House, Speed sold. And that, then everything changed. Wow. Wow. So really, you left the show with the full intention of, of writing comedy. I, I had some experience doing that. I liked doing that. And... Uh, I did get another job after uh, Full House. I got a job on a show called The Powers That Be, which uh, was created by Marta Kaufman and David Crane, two shows before they created Friends. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And then I, um, and it was produced by Norman Lear. Oh, and wow. We, that, that Powers That Be group, you know, we've had more reunions than we did episodes, you know, and Norman would always show up. And when he died, I realized, oh, there's 30 or 40 other groups in Hollywood who knew him like that. And he was always available, always supportive, uh, very funny, uh, just an absolute mensch. Um, and so just felt blessed to know that guy. Oh, a legend. Legend. Oh, absolute, absolute legend. I was I had lunch with him uh, about a year before the pandemic, right outside the building that had just been named the Norman Lear Building at Sony. And his daughter was with him and she said, Dad, do you ever think about the fact that you're still alive? And he said, every minute of every day. <laughs> you know, wow. he, he, was, he was not yet 100. But anyway, so I worked on that show for a year and a half and, um, you know, worked with great, great people, great writers and uh, great cast. Um, so I did that. With, but that was my last time in, in half hour. Um, yeah, what wow. made you decide to switch? Did you not well, like the just, half was, hour schedule? And no, you know, I, I that was fine. It was just, uh, I mean, it was. I quit Full House, and luckily Speed sold. But then, 
there was years go by and I'm on a lot. And now the writer's room for full house is on that lot. And I went to visit them. I just went into the room and I said, is it okay if I just go and because a number of the writers were still there. They looked at me like, I was, you remember the, 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 like Bull Durham or Major League? I was, I was in the show. I was a feature writer. I was in the show. And they were like, what's it like up there? Do people carry your bags? You know, it was all that kind of shit. And so they were looking up to me. 20 years go by. And now I run into feature writers and they're like, what's it like in television? Television. <laughs> right. <was> you know. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When we were all doing Hey Dude, and I was like, this is what I remember. Just okay. the amount of laughter. The amount, I remember you and Dave becoming 
and Dave was on here a second ago, and now we seem to have <laughs> lost lost the box again. But I think we will get him. We will get him. We'll get Brisbane. Damn it. Um, but I just remember you two becoming fast friends, and the like. I felt like you two had this sort of brotherhood. This is maybe, I, is that real? Like, is that, or is that just how I remembered it? I remembered no. that you got, <laughs> no, <laughs> you hated I mean, each I, other. No, no, we hated each other. No, we, <laughs> we, uh, listen, we just fell in love. And yes, that's was, what I remember. It was we infectious. Two, two people of, the, of a certain age, uh, you know, I guess we were about 30 at that point. And um, he, Dave had, I met Dave's wife, Laura Innes, when she was in a relationship with Reed Bernie. And Reed Bernie, if you know him, great. Right. right great actor, won a Tony for the humans. Oh my and God, he's in everything, too. He's so he's good. Everything. He's so good. Great guy. We've stayed in touch over the years. But, you know, Reed decided I, he was going to go around the world for a year and he wasn't taking Laura. And she was like, okay. Well, Laura goes off and does a play with this guy named Dave Brisbane. And then she got like appendicitis or something. And he took care of her. And that was it. That was it. She fell wow. with him head over heels. So Dave was a little bit of that other guy. But I knew of him. I'd met him once uh, when he had his head shaved for a, a, a play called Sarcophagus or something. It was sort of a um, Chernobyl type thing, if I remember correctly. Um, and uh, so we just met on the set, basically. Um, and Alan. So the three of us. But right. Dave and I were there all the time. But when Alan would come in, we'd all go see the Tucson Toros play. The Tucson Toros. That's oh, the right. minor league baseball team. Oh, yeah, they the stayed, at, they oh, stayed yeah. at our hotel, right? They stayed at our hotel. Yeah. They, they, the, the other teams coming in would stay at the hotel. And and Dave and Alan and I bonded tightly. And there was, you know, there was one night with maybe alcohol was involved. And Wait, I thought we had Dave for a second. Did we, I, did, I think he's still there. Is I oh, wait, Dave, Dave. Dave. Can, can you hear me? Oh, Dave, yeah. can you hear you? Can <laughs> you see me? We no. cannot see you. <laughs> okay. All I can hear is Graham talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool, man. You're on with us. Yeah. Don't do anything. Don't, don't yeah, we don't mess with anything you. else. <laughs> I will not do we, anything. We got you, Dave. This is such a great gift. Thank you oh, for joining us. Thank God you're here, Dave. Now I can stop talking because it was just sort of... <laughs> But I'll tell you what we were talking about was you and I becoming dear friends on that show and um, all the laughter. Yes. Uh, going to the diner for uh, for a burger. Do you want to sing the song, Dave? No, I, I, you know, you can't see me, so I think you should sing it. At the Ramada, there was a diner downstairs. Do you remember what it was called? Either of you? Oh. Theo's. Theo's. What? Theo's. Yes. David, do you even remember a diner? No, I remember like a place called Little Anthony's or, or like uh, Bobby McGee's. There were a couple places yeah, but we that, went. Yes, Bobby McGee's, of course. Yeah. But wait, all right, Theo's, tell us the song. Sing us the song. When you're hungry for a burger, sure. but you haven't got a car, <laughs> just come on down to Theo's. It's not very far <laughs> at Theo's. We're close and that's what Dave and I would say. You, what you got to give to Theo's is it's close. I remember <laughs> okay. that. Wait, time out. I thought that we were the only ones who didn't get a car, but you guys weren't given cars either. I, I, I got a car. <laughs> I got a car because I was uh, an important producer. 
writer. I hope you recognize <laughs> okay. that. Okay, sorry. But that, right. I, I had a tank. <laughs> An army tank. There were some security issues. <laughs> so Dave and I would drive to the set every day. And then we got it arranged so that if I wasn't there, Dave could use the car. So it was we basically shared it. And it was a uh, it was a Grand Am. And we decided <laughs> that we would leave a cassette, an empty cassette container up on the dashboard just to see what happened to it. Over what, it would so what it would melt into? It just turned into this weird shriveled shape because of all that Tucson sun. Because, man, man, it could get hot. And then in the winter, it got so cold. I mean, it was just such a crazy thing. When we moved out of the Ramada and into whatever that other place was. The I think Radisson was, Suites. Right, we upgraded. Yes. Four Seasons, I think, if we had only gone one more year. <laughs> then, then we got cars. Yeah. Well, well, you got a car, and well, you were only what fourteen? You were like eighteen or no, something. No, we were eighteen. David and I and Joe and John all had licenses. We got one car to share amongst the cast, <laughs> the the kid cast. Well, Kelly so, had a car, right? Kelly, you were talking Kelly, Kelly was fifty already at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly had her BMW. You know. Yep. Oh, God, that's right. We remember seeing her, like, cruise by us in the van in the mornings, driving to work, like, speeding by us in the van. with We were in with Cotton, and Kelly would go zooming past us, getting there just a couple of seconds ahead of us. Uh, Christine or David, either of you in a car jumping on that road on Speedway? Did you ever hit the jumps? Oh, yeah. Cotton. Remember Cotton? Would Cotton take jumps? Dude, Cotton drove very fast over those jumps. He was great because Dave and I would gun it, and we would we would catch air, and <laughs> it was a weird thing where suddenly Dukes of Hazard, and it was this weird thing where the wheels once they're up in the air they just start spinning really fast. So when you would hit again, there'd be a screech, and go, and off we'd go. And one time Darby took it too fast and almost killed himself and Alan and other people like they bottomed out and scraped and skidded off the road and survived so that, that was all right every day oh, listen God. what I remember about you guys David Brisbane and Graham you know we were a bunch of kids you were surrounded by really young performers but watching you guys made me respect the work right you guys were working so hard you were taking it very seriously and we didn't know what Nickelodeon was, right? We were just like, this is going to be fun. And, you know, maybe we'll get out of here by five o'clock. But you guys were working at your highest level. And I think that had an effect on all of us. No, seriously. Right, Christine? I mean, they, they were doing it. They, they were taking it for real. And so we all had to. I remember, I, I feel like you had to put up with a lot, <laughs> Dave Brisbane. He was always working about uh, working on bits, always trying to make it funnier, right? Like, Dave, you were working hard. All I uh, remember is that, gosh, it was the best time ever. It was just fun all the time. You guys were great. The, uh, the crew was great. And we just had a lot of fun. Uh, it was not torturous in any way, uh, as some other shows uh, that I went on to do. Uh, I won't mention them, but uh, 
yeah, Hey Dude was just a whole lot of fun. And did like you, you said, did you... bits, that's not exactly, you know, uh, hard work. That's just fun. No, but Dave, Dave was really good at, I mean, we would come up with stuff. We would say, what about this? Can we do right. a bit where we flip the camera upside down and, but it looks like Dave is standing up and he's hiccuping and then he opens the bottle of water and the water just shoots up straight in the sky and we realize the camera's upside down and he's hanging upside down to cure his hiccups and it was just by the way you were ahead of your time because that's what that's like now breaking bad and better call saul style like that is we were well ahead yeah. of our time oh yeah it's you cinematic. can see where breaking bad and better call you saul actually see... comes out of the desert <laughs> they were fans they were fans clearly <laughs> vince gilligan you hear that <laughs> um but dave how, do you remember because like listen i we have i'm so grateful that we have those blooper reels that exist because those are the like for david and i i mean now all the episodes exist and we can go back and watch them um and i've gone back and watched like one or two but the blooper reels when when we've rewatched those david like those spark my memory like of the like the moments and and they catch the tense moments too like i remember there was a an episode where and god bless him joe torres was not an actor no and we, we there was an episode and i don't know who wrote it where he, they gave him a whole speech a speech about a deer and it, it was like a whole <laughs> parable a whole <laughs> monologue that poor joe could not get and it was like the end of the day and we're all wearing top hats i just remember i don't know what the episode was, but joe could not get the speech and uh, the the level of anger that you see in me on this blooper reel it is because so, i don't remember being that upset but i am so upset that he can't get the speech like i took it seriously i was pissed off. you wanted to get back to the radisson i guess i mean so much going on there but um but dave you also had to work with cassie the dog <laughs> and, yes. and, and Josh at the Josh. time that was a double whammy of challenges yes uh yeah Cassie more so than Josh I think <laughs> Josh Tigel he was great Josh is the best yeah yeah uh Dave do you remember what you would say when you messed up a line sacre bleu Sacre bleu. Yeah. Yes. Like I now, you know, as an adult, I know what that means. But back then, I didn't know what that meant. Except Dave kept saying it. Sacre bleu. Uh, Let's go again. The same thing that I say when I when I mess up a, uh, a croquet shot. Sacre bleu. <laughs> Dave would also yell, and there was some stuff where like a bunch of the uh, bar nunners were running towards something and something had happened. And Dave's yelling, Freiheit! Yes, like, freedom, freedom in German, right? <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. Joe yelling that too. Then Joe caught on to that. Yeah, Dave, Dave infected everyone. <laughs> David Brisbane was on another intellectual plane. And, you know, it's just so our listeners know, is like a, a Shakespearean trained actor <laughs> working on this show and making it as good as it can be. And same with Graham. It was, it trickled down from you guys. Well, D David actually done work of quality. I had done really nothing. I had written ghost written books and done some articles and stuff, but um, 
this was my first real script writing job. And uh, I mean, but you made it good. Yeah, I mean, we we learned fast, and it was also as I said, it was boot camp. But it's like, right? We would shoot an episode in three and a half days, take a day and a half off to prep for the next one, and then go. So we're on a five day cycle, just nonstop. You write something, and then two days later, there it's being filmed. Yeah. Um, it was uh, it was an incredible incredible learning op- opportunity. You know, what are your favorite episodes? Graham and David, like, are there any that stick out to you that like, because the the scripts were very well crafted, right? You know, even you can compare them to shows like Cheers, where there was just this, like, will they, won't they, Brad and Ted get handcuffed, you know, they they were amazing, amazingly crafted scripts. Any, uh, any episode written by Graham or uh, uh, Alan Goodman or Lisa Malamed, not yeah. that the others weren't great, but those are the ones that I remember. Yeah, you could sink your teeth into into these. Is it horrible to say that I don't even remember there being any other writers? <laughs> like, yeah, there were. There were. There, there were. There were. <laughs> I, don't, I can't. I, I can't I, honestly, there was one I kept in touch with, and then honestly, and then, and there, were, and it was that experience also of sitting down with a writer and giving them notes and realizing, oh no, I'm going to have to rewrite this whole thing. <laughs> because every note I'm, t- I'm telling you how to write the line and it's just this isn't working well and maybe that the difference was because alan and you and lisa were all sort of in the trenches and knew us so well and knew what to write for and so the writers that were not with us so to speak were just sort of writing abstract ideas right that didn't necessarily work in in real time like that's why i guess i don't really have i guess i remember seeing strange names well there was this guy steve and i've forgotten his last name but he actually wrote the set for a few weeks at one point uh, Really? because lisa wasn't there and i wasn't there and um yeah but it was uh listen it was a pivotal time i just started dating connie and we almost broke up between the first two seasons. And then that's when I got sober. And and then we got married at the end of the whole thing. I mean, it was a huge. And Dave, you had Cal? Yeah. They, yeah. Laura came <laughs> right, to the Laura door. Was was, we got her in the show. And they basically hung out in the, the condo. And she, yeah. Well, yeah. I remember babysitting for Cal. I don't know what yep. season. It must have been towards uh-huh. the end. I think you, that's my claim to fame. Cal- First babysitter. <laughs> and he's how old is Cal a, now? He's a 33-year-old big hairy man. Oh, that's <laughs> very, very, very upsetting to me. And you have changed. He's, he's changed but <laughs> from when he was a baby, but you look the same. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, you and That's Dave. why I love you so much. <laughs> And and Lasher Lasher somehow got handsomer. I mean, he was a very yeah. handsome young man. I remember this, Dave, that you would adjust your hair in the camera lens. Oh God! Yes. Go so there's all those outtakes of that of coming. Oh out my God! Looking using that as the mirror. Oh. Graham, I continued to do that for years. And I God. Was, David, I was going to say, I think the photo shoot that we did for this podcast, you were doing it. Totally checking yourself out in the reflection. Yeah, I try to shed my vanity. I can't do it. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I want to talk about Fred Keller and oh. Ross Bagwell Jr. We yes. had two directors. They would switch off episodes and they could not be more opposite and more extreme in their personalities. I want to hear your your thoughts on those two guys. Uh, Keller, uh, a great guy. His wife was 
was on the set, I think, every day. Yes, by his and, side, yep. Yeah, she was a delight. Uh, lost touch with them. I, I don't know if they moved back to, uh, to the East Coast uh, or not, but, uh, of course, he went on to direct a number of shows, uh, 24 and uh, well, some shows of, of Graham's. Yeah. Uh, what? Really? Graham, you, you had uh, Fred direct some of your shows? He directed some Boomtowns. I think he directed my one of my favorite Boomtown episodes, and he also worked on Justified. Amazing. So cool. Yeah. yeah, I worked with him on, I can't remember the name of the show. It wasn't one of yours, Graham, but, uh, you know, it was like, oh, my God, uh, here we are, uh, you know, shooting on location in, in Los Angeles some detective show uh and and then uh uh ross uh really was just a natural at um at, at shooting the show uh he was a lot of fun a lot of fun to get his goat uh he would get so excited, his face had just turned bright red. Right, red, right. We got to shoot this bastard funnier. Let's shoot this puppy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and Fred uh, was wearing an ascot and really liking himself to like Hitchcock, right? He was right. He was shooting the most important film of our time every week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, was he really wearing an ascot or was he wearing a bandana with with sea breeze around his neck? And we just uh, sea breeze. <laughs> we oh, just, God. That's what everyone would remember. They dip bandanas dip in, that in the sea breeze and wrap it around to cool everyone down. The smell of of um, anti antiseptic. <laughs> uh, something I remember joke. about about Ross is he would reach for a cigarette, put it in his mouth, say action and then light it and uh, with a, you know pick up his lighter from the shelf and, and and light his cigarette and some of the crew got together and they found all these lighters that were out of fluid that would not light <laughs> and they would replace his lighter with one of these empty bits so he would say action and he'd pick up the lighter and go click click <laughs> and his face would get redder and redder yeah redder and redder and then he would throw the lighter and someone would go oh here's a lighter and they'd walk over and I'd pick it up and they'd switch it with one that worked and they'd light their cigarette and <laughs> it down <laughs> set it down and then they would swap it out again there was all those stories from both well, Cinetel Let's talk about Senatel. Knoxville, Tennessee. I, I will say quickly about Fred. Fred and I have stayed in touch all over the years. Um, but he uh, he was nicknamed on other shows as the professor. <laughs> well, you know what Hitch would always do in a situation like this, right? right Hitchcock. And, and he um but he loved he loved directing. He loved solving the problem. He I remember one of his proudest things would tell me about on a show being jammed up, they've got no time left, the sun is going down. And he said, I'll make it a wonder. And he made it work. And just start here, picked up on that, and then move that person around. Bing, bang, boom. And that was the job. And he loved the professionalism of doing the job. And, and you know, Ross wasn't that kind of director. He came out of doing, what was the show, Club Dance, uh, that Cinetel did, which was their sort of country dance show and stuff. And he, uh, 
you know, he just wasn't the same kind of director that Fred was. And, he, and Ross and I bumped heads a bunch of times, and it was not always great. But we, we worked our way through it. And um, um, But Ross Bagwell Sr., he, I, he taught me one of the greatest lessons I've ever had in writing. It's where the, remember the mine shaft? Oh, yeah. Of course. And, right? And which they built on the side of the... I vividly remember it. Vividly, yes. Built the entrance out, dug a hole out in the dirt, and you could get the desert. You could cut back and forth, and I, I, th I think you were at the bottom, Christine. I was. I was. And and, and you know, and Kelly uh, Brad shows up. What happened? And you tell the whole story, right, of what happened. And Ross Junior. Did he not senior? Did, he smoked a cigar, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And he. Uh, He's puffing on his cigar and he looks at me and he says, you know, she could have just said, I'll tell you later. <laughs> I was like, that works. <laughs> that would have saved some time. A lot of time and just boring exposition that we've already known. So I learned so much on that show, but Cinita and Steve Land and... Um, oh, Steven Land, our producer. Yeah. Do you keep in touch with him? Yep. How is he? He's semi-retired, you know, he's got, he, he always had stuff going. He was a mover and a shaker. Yes, he, he was. He was yeah. just always figuring this out. Well, bless your heart. Right. <laughs> bless your heart. But he was a, he was a, yeah, he was a producer. He did the job. Yeah. I, if, I feel like when we talk about losing touch, like, you know, we, David and I talked about this and we all talked about it when we got together in Austin for the reunion. It was like. The show ended and none of us had cell phones. There was no internet. It was, we all had home phone numbers for people that we took on a piece of paper or in our little file of facts. And we did stay in touch. I remember when we all moved to LA, we, Dave, I remember going to your house in Venice a uh. bunch of times. The, like the, that was a great little place on the Venice Canal. Like I remember for a few years, we did kind of all stay in touch and then life just took like life happened for all of us and we lost touch for a long time. Um, and that was why the reunion was so great to get back to get cell phone numbers for people, email addresses for all of you. Um, and it's, it feels like no, it really feels like no time has passed when, when we talk about it, when we see you guys, like even when we had Kelly and John on, it was like, I think we all piece together different parts of the memories. Like David and I, we, we've talked about this ad nauseum on this podcast about our relationship. <laughs> How with that was oh, very. Yeah. Did, I wonder if they knew that we were dating. Did you guys know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody knew, David. Oh, okay. Knew. I, I mean, it. It, the, the Christine was coming from like this super kind of straight laced, upstanding background and everything had. Remember you had the poster like hang in there with a cat on the branch. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember it, but Lisa reminded me about I remember it. That. Yes. And then it's like, oh, I think they're canoodling. Oh, my God. You know, and we didn't really we didn't really know what was going on. There were other rumors about other things, but we don't need to get into any of that. But we kind of knew about YouTube. Uh, <laughs> oh, I remember David. Uh, you know, saying to me over and over, isn't she cute? Isn't Christine cute? Oh, my God, isn't Christine cute? You know, just... I was, Dave. I was head over heels. Yeah, we, we, had a, we had a nice up and down journey. I just didn't know if anyone else knew, but uh, that was part of our experience. 
Yeah, that was exactly. But it was like we have different memories of how it all <laughs> happened and what the like, I think no matter what, we still look back on it, whether it was like, you know, we had the ups and the downs. And by the way, even Kelly and all like we all had those moments of like, why is Kelly mad at all of us? And what's going on? Like, it felt like siblings in a way. Like, yeah. it really did. I just remember even when John came in, it was a totally new dynamic. Like, yeah. it was a new, you know, Joe and John got on very quickly as fast. Like, you know, they were both so quirky in their own unique ways. And I love, like, I was, that was when you left, David, and I loved being yeah. their third wheel. We, that's when we would hit the malls together and miniature off. And, um, but yeah, it just is. <laughs> so funny. Well, it, it, there's almost a sense i mean there was cindy and there was cotton oh yeah there was some but it felt like there were all these teenagers who were very attractive and they're all together and that's slightly little you know and there's really no adult supervision I mean, no we did not have any no, adult cindy supervision. was technically our our guardian, right? right? Cindy was supposed to be our guardian. And she was not that interested in that. I actually, I loved Cindy. I thought she was great. Um, but yeah, uh, no, there were adults around if there was like, if we needed help with anything, but I yes. think Christine, we might've had adjoining rooms for like a year. It was, yeah. They were next door. I, I think. mean, <laughs> maybe not they, adjoining, they, they didn't really plan that out very well. <laughs> <laughs> that would not fly today. No. Oh gosh. No, and then they, Dave and Alan and I playing mini golf in the hallways and into our rooms one night. And anytime you scored a putt, you had to drink a shot of tequila. And then we had to wake up and go to the read through of the next script. And we looked at each other and said, we are the stupidest people in the history of the world. <laughs> oh, why weren't we invited to those oh, tequila golf? Kids. You didn't go to any tequila <laughs> parties. I, I don't know <laughs> if we were drinking them, but oh, my God. It's funny uh, because... I don't remember that. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. 
someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You know, guys, when I left the show, I don't know why I did it, but then when the show I left to do got canceled, you guys took me back so graciously. I think, I don't know, Graham, maybe you wrote my return, but I remember having to call you guys. Yeah, like, oh, okay, this uh, Robert Mitchum, Juliet Lewis comedy is over. Can I come back to Tucson? <laughs> I can't imagine why that ended. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys were like yeah come back man like it was so well, gracious but i mean we we had okay how do we how do we replace lasher i mean that was a heartbreak for us it was like how do we replace you and i, I mean i wasn't really active in it i would i would go to casting and stuff but it was um you know we brought in jonathan i think first and it's like oh he's quirky and funny he's good but he's he doesn't have that that thing that that David had, which is you know Teen Idol. Oh well, then we'll get Jeffrey Coyan because he's really handsome. Yeah, but he's not funny, and in way that that David is. And so hey, he's available to come back. Bring him back. Bring him back. We'll work it out. Lots of boys, couple Lots girls. Of we'll figure it out. I just <laughs> want you guys to know how much I appreciated that. It was that was a great day when you returned. It was like okay, <laughs> the jokes are going. Yeah. I mean, seriously, as as a, as a writer, it's like, okay, that's going to be funny again. Um, I know. And I remember going back to Tucson was like coming home again and being back with family. It was so awesome. Um, and then like the fact that, you know, we didn't know what Nickelodeon was right at the time. Nickelodeon really was just starting. And then you look at the IP and the properties they've created over the years. It's like unbelievable. We did We had no idea back then. No. We were their first or second scripted show. Yeah, it was. Um, Ron was- Johnson. Yeah. 
Brown and Jeffrey, right? She was great. Yeah. She did a lot of good work. Yeah, did you really guys know people were watching? Because we, did, Christine and I talk about this. We didn't know for a while that anyone was watching the show. Um, no, but I knew that what would happen something as I kept working, I said at some point, because people, I would meet assistants of agents and they would say, oh, I love speed. It was always speed. And then it became band of brothers. I said at some point, and it happened, I was going up in the elevator at, at uh, CAA <laughs> at, at the Death Star. And this assistant said, oh, I just got to tell you how much I love Hey, dude. And I went, there we go. Here okay. it is, right? That was this, how many this, years this, later? It yeah, was, this, was a, this was a little kid who is now yes. 30 years old. I am so yeah. old. You no. Know, uh, so true. My wife, uh, Laura, was on ER for many years. Yes, she was amazing. People would always come up and say, oh, my gosh, you're so great on, on that uh, medical show. Uh, we just love you so much. And and then sometimes people, you know, younger people would come up to me and say, oh, you, Mr. Ernst, oh, gosh, it's, you know, Hey Dude was my favorite show. And then there'd be a time when when somebody would come up and say, oh, Carrie Weaver on ER, you were, wait a minute, uh, is that Mr. Ernst? <laughs> Mr. Ernst and Carrie Weaver? Oh, no, no, that's, that's not <laughs> Wait, but Laura was on Hey Dude, right? Didn't she do an episode? Yeah. yeah she, was, uh, she was my girlfriend. She was great. So there you go. Miss Andrews. Miss oh, Andrews. Andrews. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we, uh, together, we wrote one of them. Oh, that's right. Uh, with Graham's uh, help. Wait, which uh, episode did you guys write? It was it was the best, I think, the best episode of the '65. Of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, rest in pieces. Oh, rest in pieces. Uh, Mr. Ernst discovered that. Uh, well, it, he mistakenly believed he was uh, got a bad medical report and was destined to die. So oh, he saw someone else's scan or something. Was that or got? <laughs> it was a horse, uh, but it was one a, of the pages a horse of scan it. <laughs> One of the pages had blown of off. And Graham, you approved that story. Oh, absolutely. What a great So there As you go. You get to write that classic where a classic. they're going to die, but it was actually a horse that's, yeah. Right. And they had to keep me awake. The kids had to keep me awake. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's uh, right. If he falls asleep, he's going to die. Oh. And then uh, Christine, uh, it was it was Melody's uh, on a Dare, I, I bet you can't be mean for a whole day. Oh. So remember that episode? Oh, God. Yes. And was just mean to everybody. Yes. What season was that? What that, was, season? that was toward the end. That was, I wasn't end? there for that, I don't and think. It was, and it was because, here's the truth. We knew that Christine had a very dark sense of humor. And we thought, let's just bring that out. And it was like, right. it's not easy for you to be on camera and be mean, you know? <laughs> so we, much easier when the camera's off. The camera's so off. Much and it's just really <laughs> one nasty dig after another. Oh, um, no. There's no one darker than me. But, but yeah, there's. But to the point, Christine, to your point of the writers living with us, they knew, like Lisa knew you, Graham knew you. Mm. We, you know, like it, 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 it must have helped shape the characters and, and the episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, quickly, 
we found out what what people could do right like, yeah could, you know be good at like packing a suitcase <laughs> packing there, a suitcase <laughs> there was an episode where brad had to yeah she's she's teaching how to pack a suitcase properly <laughs> yes <laughs> Do you guys remember, because we, we talked about this with Kelly, and Kelly didn't, re- I, I remember that we had all, we didn't officially get, quote, canceled, but we knew the, se- the, the, the fifth season was ending, and most of us were not going to come back. Like, I knew I wasn't coming back. I think David wasn't coming back. Kelly said she would have come back. But do you remember a couple episodes before the end, they brought in some new characters to potentially spin off the show? To, do, do you remember that, David? Like there was a girl, there was like, there were new characters that came in as in case they wanted to keep the show running. Like oh that's God, what I, it felt like. I don't remember that at all. That's yes. What yes. And it didn't, ta- no. I mean, it didn't take, they'd end up canceling the show, but I think ours are, our commitment, our contracts were up. So like we were all kind of ready to go to LA and I, but I remember them bringing in this, a couple new people to try out a guy, a girl. It was like, if they were going to do the next chapter. Oh my God. No, it didn't take. No, no. There's a podcast that I plug here all the time that Lisa found Lisa Malamed called yay dude. (laughs) And it is a, it is a, Hey dude, rewatch podcast that they go th- for through every these two super fans two girls i think in their 30s now maybe 40 maybe early 40s would that make sense um but they they go through and they break down every single solitary episode and um and i keep saying to david i we i think kelly and lisa went on that episode went on their podcast but i want to go on but th- they're 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 our best people to go to for any answers right they would know <laughs> there are people yeah i'll tell you guys the 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 fans of hey dude and you had to be the right age i guess it's a very it's a specific demographic they are so passionate about the show it, like I, you know right. I, I i say nickelodeon at the time was like snapchat like uh parents aren't allowed we yeah. own this and it helped shape their childhood and they are so attached to the show uh, right, Christine? I mean, it's really it's pretty amazing. So much. I mean, ob- obsessively, obsessively. Like, I, I, I feel like we get asked all the time, like we had our reunion, but we we get asked all the time about the the conventions. Like, we we have not sort of, that's an untouched world. That Oh, if, if you guys decide to go to a convention, just give us a hauler. Oh, we'll wait, hold on. 90s Con has invited think, us all in March. I think we've got something... Hey, dude, reunion. Let me know. Let me know. I mean, I don't have to participate, but I'll go up and pretend to be like a really creepy super fan. (laughs) (laughs) I I watched you a lot when you were young. (laughs) Sign this, please. Sign this, please. (laughs) Sign my belly. Um, Graham, do you still have your jean jacket? Do you still have your belt buckle? Do you still have the sneakers? What else am I missing? I've still got the sneakers. When Dave turned a very significant age, uh, in New York, there was a party. I showed up wearing the sneakers. Um, I I still have the melody, our hero melody, or whatever it was. Yes, yes. Our, I, wore, our... I, I wore that at the reunion in uh, in in Austin. Uh, oh yes. But I haven't. I yeah. That's it's up in a bin somewhere. I've, and I, I found the jean jacket. I found the jean jacket with the patches. We got patches that you could iron on for each 
series. You could put them on the R. That was our bad our badges. Series one. I yeah. Season I, two. I, <laughs> I just the, the hat. I've still got the hat somewhere. The hat's in L.A. I the weirdest I, the the belt that was belt the that belt was and shoes that was kind of weird. <laughs> But okay, <laughs> shoes. That's they really had to go out of their way. I I kind of even remember them asking, "What's your shoe size?" Odd gift, but mm-hmm. I don't have mine. I will say this, you guys. Uh, there, our blooper reels are on YouTube. Okay, uh, Christine and I found them, and and or someone directed us to them, and then you can look at who posted it, and it was Jeffrey Darby. Wow. But <laughs> yes. our, our blooper reels, which I got to tell our listeners, the blooper reels were. Incredible. I mean, I, re- I, I remember those at the rap parties were amazing. Yeah. Okay. I'll go down a little down the, the nostalgia rabbit hole. Yeah. I, I only want more. I wish there were more. There's two of them, but they're great. They're mm-hmm. so much fun. So uh, much fun. Well, you guys, honestly, I'm so proud to have whatever legacy we've created together and to be in it with you guys because we are experiencing it. Our, our, our audience really loves the show and it lives on and just I'm so proud to have worked with both of you guys. Love you both so much. Love you guys. Yeah. And, you know, for us, it was, you know, just uh, it was really was the beginning. And I mean, for, for Dave and me, we that a friendship that has lasted. We haven't seen mu- that much of each other since the pandemic. But um, but other than that, I mean, saw each other a lot over the years. And uh, we'll have good. breakfast soon. Yeah, well, I'm going to send you this um, '90s con in in Connecticut in March because yeah. they would love to have you guys there, and it could be fun for all of us to spend a weekend together. I will say this: Connie and I are still a part of the Austin Television Festival because Caitlin and Emily came in and said, "How about a Hey Dude reunion?" And I said, "Damn you, that's so smart." Now, now I'm hooked. I'm and and we've just yeah. stayed part of the whole festival because that weekend was. That was unbelievable. That was so much fun. That was Graham, the best. Christine and I went back last year um, with iHeartMedia to promote their podcasts. And Caitlin and Emily had us there. Yeah. They, they was, love you. They love you. And and then remember, Kelly couldn't show up. There was a family. Yeah. Yep. So they made sure that they got her in the next year with you, David, on that sort of broader Nickelodeon panel. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're great, Caitlin and Emily. I think we could do another Hey Dude at some point. Um, hey, Graham, my son is a freshman at UT Austin. That's right. That's so we, right. We, we spend a lot of time there. That's great. Yeah, Austin's a great city. I mean, I love it. And he's having so much fun. Oh, good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Dave, thank you for overcoming the technological hell. <laughs> I'm really sorry that you couldn't see me because I do have all my, uh, my Mr. Insured hat belt buckles, shoes. <laughs> I've got all that. Damn it. Yeah. And Would have been so good. Yeah. We miss you, Dave Brisbane. Really. Likewise. Please, biggest hugs to to all of your families. Likewise. All the kids, the dogs, everybody, Gosh. the wives. <laughs> love you guys. Love you all. Big, big, big hugs. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you guys so much. Whenever you want us back on, we'll get back on. We'll fly to you. We'll get into your house. (laughs) Whether or not you want us there, we'll just show up. We do need to get together in person again, for sure. For sure. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys. How cool was that? (laughs) 
I mean, I feel like I don't even know how much I spoke because I was just smiling with joy right. at how much I love these two people. And the, the like I said, the memories are so – like it feels like yesterday and it's been – 30 plus years and it just i mean i really see them and i just always feel like we are all forever bonded you spend every day and you live together in a hotel for a couple of years it's uh yeah it's it's like there's no time has passed i mean graham's still the same just cracking jokes i know and i know and dave by the way to you know li the listeners did not get to get first of all because he couldn't get his screen on we didn't get to see him but um you know so he was chiming in on his phone which i'll take it because he's you know he's got grown kids and they're traveling he and laura and i know that he's busy in his life um but he is the driest yeah has i mean i like the sharpest sense of humor. I remember, like, he will say something with a straight face and you have to really <laughs> look at him and then know that it's like, it is, he is truly one of the funniest men I have ever met in my life. And just, mm. and every year, like, always sends me, every year I get a birthday email from Dave. Every year. Oh, since, really? Since we stopped the show. Yes, I should have said that. But um, oh just God. such a love bug, and uh, and Graham's terrific. I know we didn't even get to. I mean, this was not going to be the episode to get into all of their other work. We needed to have our reunion. <laughs> we yeah, needed to talk I mean, about the show. I I called Lisa Malaman before we before this interview, just saying like, do you, you have any memories? Like, I I want to jog some stuff for me. And like at the end of the show, she was like, "Listen, Graham is one of our great greatest screenwriters. Like, he really has become." like a treasure, you know? I mean, yeah. all, all the amazing work he's done. And Dave Brisbane was the funniest comedic actor that I've ever worked with. And just watching him work out a scene or work out a bit, it just, I think it taught you and I a lot about work ethic and whatever you're doing, take do it 110%, you know? Oh, so much, so much. And I look at it now and I think for you and I who have kids who are now the age we were when we were, Oh doing the show yeah. you know and like looking at them going out in the world and the people that they're that are influencing them now like mentors and you know what i mean that i keep saying to my kids like age doesn't matter it's like if you meet a cool person that you're working with and like the, you, that will be somebody that you will be that will be in your life forever like that is and that's really how it's felt with them so that was really great. And I hope we satisfied our Hey Dude fans with that uh, part two reunion. We have so many more people to get on eventually. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> listen, if we do this 90s con, uh, which I hope we do, uh, let's maybe do a, an episode from there with everybody I know, together. That, I know. Sick. That would be really great if we – if. Uh, I know. I, I feel like that's all in the works and that's we're we're saying it here first and we're hopefully that that will all get confirmed soon. Yes. But that's kind of around the corner. Like that's a couple months away. March. Yeah. But I mean it. We've not ever been really asked to do any of these conventions and I have so many friends and 90s in particular, the 90s conventions are so huge right, right now because of the work. Like that, all the stuff we talk about on this podcast, the music, the work, everything, it's just a period of time that people love to revisit. So um, just stay tuned on that. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Have a great week and a happy and healthy new year.
We'll see you next week. All right. Bye, Christine. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and give us five stars. And please follow us on Instagram at HeyDudeThe90sCalled. See you next time. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.